Chapter 18 of Betty Baird's Golden Year by Anna Hamlin Weichel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Holly Jensen. Chapter 18 Lois's Engagement. Engaged to Dunmore Lane? You, Lois Bird! With a hesitating flourish of a handsome new ring, Lois had told Betty that she and Dunmore Lane were engaged to be married the thing which of all betty most feared so it is settled said betty in a sinking voice she sat down tense and expectant near lois lois was looking off into space she nodded her head slowly yes dunny has heard from my father she said smiling at betty then she began to laugh what a woe-begone face lois i'm horribly horribly jealous oh betty when i'm so happy yes i'm jealous and a mean narrow-minded small-hearted friend but oh lois she ran over to her friend and kneeling threw her arms around her hugging her tight we'll never be the same again dunny's first now and oh i can't stand it between a laugh and a cry betty scrambled to her feet i'll help you plan your wedding finery though then she added with a kiss there's no one i'd rather rather have for a brother friend than dunny lane lois smiled very sweetly she was even for her unusually still and quiet and to betty this was the beginning of the parting of their ways never before had lois remained so silent so indisposed to talk things over here was this intense happening and she only sat there by the window with that serene smile and faraway expression in her beautiful brown eyes now betty if you too were only she began betty clapped her hands over her ears no i won't lois bird have you recommend matrimony to me it's worked enough havoc already in our once happy home you engaged betrothed to dunmore lane i can't realize it the girls laughed together and the tense moment passed yes added betty trying to steer away from the subject of dunmore lane until she could get a hold on herself when people are deep in anything they're always trying to drag others in you know jenny walcott is a vegetarian and she's constantly holding forth on its weird beauties betty stopped abruptly but i suppose that is not exactly to the point no it is not affirmed lois with feeling well i'm beginning to feel much broader-minded now so let's have a good time planning your wedding oh lois how queer that does sound betty looked at lois as if she expected to see in the gentle high-bred face some strange transformation lois smiled gaily oh i'm so happy betty it can't make any difference between us why i believe i love the whole world better because of this and how much more i love you betty my comrade at this betty kissed lois hurriedly and bolted to the door and ran down the hall to be with her mother mother she cried falling on her knees and holding mrs baird's hand in a tight grasp oh mother it's as if lois were going to to die she buried her head in her mother's lap 
nonsense betty lift up your head there with both hands under betty's chin she raised the tear-stained face in a short while you will grow accustomed to the idea and we shall all have a delightful time arranging lois's wedding betty brightened and straightened up on her knees we all love dunny continued her mother and we know he is an honorable and loving fellow as lois loves him she will have a happy life with him we have both said they were suited to one another oh i have always said no one was half good enough for lois broke in betty we naturally feel no one is good enough for our splendid girl in time we'll feel just as loving about dunny and rejoice that lois has such a noble husband we can be thankful too that they are to live in new york and that dunny is no idler though he is so wealthy and that he is ambitious to be a first-class lawyer like his father judge lane i am glad mother indeed i am glad repeated betty as if the affirmation brought to the surface her real feelings about lois's engagement which had been hidden by the surface excitement and jealousy though a desire for an exclusive love was not a part of betty's make-up i don't want to be mean and not be happy when lois is happy but just think mother she is sitting up there looking out of the window with that contented peaceful smile and thinking of a boy betty did not try to keep the scorn out of her voice imagine me sitting by my window with a peaceful smile for jack and paul and craig she finished mrs baird laughed heartily you don't get the right idea leave out the ands and put in oars it's easy to see your heart free child at least if you can't understand the deep part you can give lois your interest and loyalty and keep from showing your disappointment mrs baird felt a lightening of her heart when she heard betty class paul wayborn so carelessly with jack and craig oh if she could only keep her little girl a while longer yet with the perfect happiness of her own married life before her mind she knew she would have betty married some day to a man she loved and honored suddenly with a shock came the omission that had escaped her mr minturn but no she refused to consider him why they had known each other only then she saw that her reasoning was not trustworthy and would not lead her to the longed-for conclusion and she stopped her mother's eyes had not been blinded to his evident admiration of her daughter betty with her arms folded in her mother's lap was looking out towards the sound and mrs baird smiled down at the fair head and pushed back tenderly the wayward curls that fell over her forehead in the happiness of their new-found relation lois and dunny's conversation naturally turned to betty look at paul there remarked dunny the old sober sides is laying down the law about something or other he's been coming here pretty regularly since the may day i can't for the life of me imagine what betty sees in him oh betty doesn't care for him particularly explained lois but he attracts her in some ways he's going to join the brothers who are working among the mountaineers in tennessee and he likes to talk to betty about it and his loyalty to the cause appeals to the strong sense of loyalty in her own nature but there isn't a trace of sentiment in it on either side 
i'm perfectly sure of that i'm mighty glad of it said dunny heartily jack's the boy for her lois shook her head thoughtfully i don't believe it's jack she answered slowly they are too much alike and i don't think betty herself is sure just yet though i have my own suspicions minturn asked dunny abruptly lois only smiled at him teasingly then sprang up and ran over to where betty and paul were talking end of chapter eighteen recording by holly jensen